0: Last time on 30 and Nerdy. Today we are talking about one of my favorite Batman stories. You see, it combines my favorite holiday and my favorite superhero. There were 13 issues, and the main characters were Batman, Jim Gordon, Harvey Dent, Carmine Falcone, and Catwoman. Working with District Attorney Harvey Dent and Captain James Gordon, Batman races against the calendar as he tries to discover who Holiday is before he claims his next victim each month.
1: Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Hello there, Nerd Nation. This is the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, welcome back, I am your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Welcome all, if you are joining for the first time, thank you for stopping by. I invite you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button, that way you can stay up to date. If you have returned, thank you so much. Please leave a rating and a review also. As you are listening, follow along with the conversation using the hashtag... 30 and nerdy pod on all social media. That's 30 and nerdy pod. Go check out the website 30nerdypodcast.com to see what all is going on and how to follow along with the show. You can also subscribe to the newsletter that will include blogs, news, and some deleted scenes and extras. Uh, with season 2 coming to an end, I wanted to offer a one-time shirt to commemorate it. So if you go to companycasuals.com/ Three zero 0 and Nerdy Swag to take a look at these three commemorative Season 2 ending shirts. There's a DC exclusive, a Marvel exclusive, and a special shirt celebrating the life of Stan Lee. You can choose one, or heck, all three. The show is not making anything off these shirts. Uh, the proceeds go to creating and shipping the shirts to you. And with Christmas around the corner, they make great gifts. Uh, Today, the conversation is all about, well, uh, today, remember, remember, the 5th of November. It's Guy Fawkes Day, and I'm going to be talking all about the day, what it stands for, the movie, the impact it has made on our community and culture, so there's a lot to get to. Why don't we get to it then? DJ Mike Cowie, take us into the show.
2: It's time to get nerdy. It's the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your host, Tyler Mack. (laughs) Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, Freddy Cat Productions, and Ashley Lodge Photography. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation by using the hashtag 30andnerdypod. Find the show in the pod nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email the show at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Now get ready to nerd out with your host, the Sweet Tea of the Nerdy South, your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack.
0: Hello, hello, nerds and nerdettes. This is the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Last time on this show... The discussion was all about one of my favorite Batman stories. It was the 2020 Halloween special for 30 and Nerdy podcast all about Batman the Long Halloween. Thank you for tuning into that. Got some good uh, questions as well as uh, comments back after the episode released. Thank you for all the kind words. Uh, I do hope to do more of those type of things in the future. Specials. um, comic book based specials uh whether it be halloween uh maybe do a christmas special even though that's in the off season of 30 and Thirty podcast uh it, it just got my my mind a turning so thank you for all the kind words after the release of uh the long halloween special uh if you uh have not listened to that you can find it wherever you cast your pod uh whether you have a iPhone or a Google phone, whatever phone you have, there are tons and tons and tons of podcast apps out there. Aside from the ones that are already on your phones, Uh, there's uh, Amazon. um, The Amazon Music app now carries podcasts. There's Spotify, there's Pandora, uh, Stitcher. So there's really no excuse not to listen to the 30 and Nerdy podcast because it's available everywhere. Also, you can follow... Along with, with everything going on on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, just look for 30 and nerdy podcast. Uh, the Twitter handle is at 30 and That's 30 and nerdy pod. A-N-D-N-E-R-D-Y-P-O-D. 30 and Nerdy Pod. Also, uh, if you have anything, uh, you can email me 30 and at gmail.com. Uh, I, lo- I love getting emails, whether it's about an episode, whether about a suggestion, thoughts on stuff that's going on in the nerd culture, uh, what have you. Check out the website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. It's constantly changing um, with with all the changes that have gone on at the show and are on the verge of happening with the show. It, it's it's tough sometimes to keep it up to date like within the hours however i can guarantee you that at least twice a week i am on the website changing it and updating it so uh tune into that 30 and podcast.com also go to podchaser.com while you're on the web uh check out the site podchaser.com especially if you're interested in finding new podcasts to listen to um There's a way to search for playlists at this site. I have two playlists that you need to listen to. Uh, It's the Apodalypse, T-H-E-A-P-O-D-A-L-Y-P-S-E, and Pod Nation. Now, that's one word, P-O-D-N-A-T-I-O-N, Pod Nation. Those two playlists, you're not just going to find this show. You're going to find... Tons of fantastic independent podcasts with quality content, fantastic hosts. Take one a week, heck, one a day, in these playlists and listen to them. Subscribe. If you like what you hear, hit that five star review on them on Podchaser.com on the podcast app of your choice. Give them a rating. Tell them in the in the reviews you leave. I heard about you on Thirty and Nerdy podcasts. Tyler says hi. Let them know where you heard about their show, about these playlists on Podchaser.com. Now, I want to get into the nerd vocabulary word for this episode. Um, and it's kind of a funny word. Uh, nerdy wampus. Yeah? Yeah? Nerdy wampus. Now, this is an outlandish or askew opinion on something nerdy. For instance, man, that Game of Thrones finale was fantastic. I loved season eight. What a nerdy wampus opinion you have there, dear friend. So use that word in your daily life, especially with nerds, because we all have nerd friends who have some askew opinions about mainstream nerd culture. Whether it was loving the new Star Wars sequels, um, loving the Season 8 of Game of Thrones, uh, loving a video game that most people hate, loving a comic book character that most people dislike. Use that word, nerdy wampus. So, I wanted to talk a little bit of some random facts Here, a little random on random. And I actually am doing some multiple ones in this episode. And it's all about the month of November. Now, fact number one. It's a misnumbered month. The name November, derived from the Latin word novem, means nine. It should have been the ninth month of the year. Because October was the eighth month of the year at the time. Thanks to January and February, which were added to the calendar some 2,700 years ago, November is now the 11th month of the 12-member team. (laughs) Um, So it's a misnumbered month. It shouldn't be called November anymore since it's the 11th month. Uh, Next fact, no mention of November is in any of Shakespeare's works. After 37 plays and 154 sonnets, the greatest writer in English literature did not once mention the month of November in any of his works. Is that something to be worried about? Does he know something? Is it a cursed month? Hmm. It would be funny that November be the cursed month. And everyone thinks October is. (laughs) Another random fact about the month of November more serial killers have been born in November than any other month. Not only is November the least preferred month for women around the world to have babies, it is also the month that have, has bred the most serial killers in history. Another random fact around the world, November is considered auspicious for shopping. Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales, along with individual store deals throughout the entire month. What a wonderful shopping month for the shopping crazy times that we were heading towards. And final fact about November, it is the best time of the year statistically to express love. According to a recent research, November is considered to be the best time of the year to express love for someone. So, it being November, nerds, nerdettes, I love you. Hey guys, my name is JT. What's up everyone, I'm Darren.
3: Hey, what's up guys, I'm Josh. Hey guys, I'm Christian. Hey, what's up y'all, this is Dominic and we're the East Coast Avengers.
1: We're a group of five friends who get together weekly and talk about everything that's going on in the nerd universe.
3: Whether you're a fan of Marvel, DC, Star Wars, video games, comics, or anything else nerdy that you can think of, we're the podcast for you.
0: You can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever streaming platform you use to listen to your favorite podcasts on. You can also
3: catch us on our YouTube channel where we release tons of content such as vlogs, unboxings, TV
0: and movie recaps, and trailer reactions. So if those things sound good to you, then check out the East Coast Avengers Podcast. We hope you enjoy. All right. I want to get into a few binge-worthy things for this month of November. Uh, A little more in detail than it normally is. So I've been playing a new game called The Maid of Scare. Uh, This game came out June of 2020 and was one of October 14th through November 14th's free games on Xbox Gold. So if you have that, I recommend this. Especially if you're into the horror genre in gaming. It gave me a feel of Outlast meets... Bioshock meets Condemned from the Xbox 360 Days. The story is really good so far, and the jump scares are great. Uh, I have not finished it yet, but I still recommend it for the horror gamers out there. Uh, I am still playing it, so it has captured my attention that much, at least, for me to be playing it you know, a week after downloading it. It's not uh, so bad that I've stopped playing it. It's actually really good. The story's good, Um Especially if you enjoyed Outlast. Uh, it's, it's definitely along those lines. So I've also been reading The Dead Next Door by T.W. Smith. Uh, you can purchase this book on Amazon. Uh, the world ends in days. First the bombings. Cities crumble. Infection spreads. Will is alone. His lakeside neighborhood has become a cemetery. And the houses now tombstones. And the dead are rising. If you like horror, if you like zombies, heck, if you like reading, check this book out. It grasps you early and you won't want to put it down. Now, I have not talked a lot about reading. There's this misconception, I think, with a lot of people in my circle that I don't read a whole lot unless it's a comic book, but I actually do. It just has to be the right book. So if I'm reading this, uh, it's, it's worth picking up. I had the opportunity a couple episodes ago to talk with the author, T.W. Smith, and that episode is titled Horror and Nerd Culture. Uh, he also has a podcast called Johnny Has the Keys that you should definitely check out if you're into horror and sci fi. Uh, I've been watching a documentary series on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. It's on Netflix. And it is about some of the top movies in the industry like Ghostbusters, Dirty Dancing, Home Alone. Uh, You get to see all the unknown good and bad from the films as well as never before seen interviews and stories from the people who made them. Uh, I highly recommend it if you're a film buff uh, or if you like any of these classic movies. It's on Netflix. It's called The Movies That Made Us. Also, one thing I would like for you to binge. And that's kindness. Kindness. Love, compassion. Now, I know we just had an election, and there's a possibility that while you're listening to this, after it's dropped, we do not certainly have a president just yet. I know this is new for our country, but it's necessary in the times that we are living in. I pray that you will still show compassion and kindness to your friends and family that may believe different than you, and that you show kindness and love in the coming days after it is over. I hope that you will binge kindness no matter what walk of life someone comes from, how they look, how they talk, or how they believe. So that's my final binge-worthy thing that I would like to discuss with you, is kindness. Now, let's get to some nerdly news with your favorite nerd news correspondent, Barry Nerdington. Good day. I'm Barry Nerdington, and this is your Nerdly News, where we report, and you decide. One of the creatives behind the 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, once a sequel, screenwriter Bobby Hebrick expressed his desire to write a new TMNT film. Quoting, "We're trying to make that happen," Hebrick said during an interview. Hebrick also discussed the everlasting popularity of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. The first TMNT film was released in 1990 by New Line Cinema. It was a financial hit and led to two sequels. Michael Bay's Platinum Dunes banner produced a reboot in 2014 that was not as successful. An animated movie produced by Seth Rogen is currently in development. D&D fans will rejoice in the news that Hasbro has revealed a live-action Dungeons & Dragons series is in the works. According to CBR, the news broke during an earnings call with CEO Brian Goldner. They are working on a few different approaches because there is so much mythology in canon for Dungeons & Dragons. Hasbro is also working on a previously announced live-action film. The project is in pre-production and scheduled for a 2020 release. Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis DeLay are tapped to direct. It may only be November 5th, but with 2020 being a rough year as it is, people are already getting in the holiday spirit. Even if the holiday is a ways away, Christmas is one of the most trending topics on Twitter at the moment. In fact, the queen of Christmas herself, Mariah Carey, took to the social media site to officially declare it's time to start bopping to her hit song. Disney California Adventure will partially open for dining and shopping in November. All rides and attractions will remain closed. This will help the company as they can still take advantage of the holiday boom the park typically experiences, Downtown Disney has been open since July, with safety procedure in place. These precautions will also be used in the park, including required masks and limiting occupants. Steven Spielberg is producing a sequel series to the 90s classic Tiny Toons called Loonversity. HBO Max and Cartoon Network ordered two seasons Throwing Shades, Aaron Gibson, will serve as a showrunner and co-executive producer. This comes hot off the tails of Spielberg reuniting the voice cast to bring back Animaniacs as well. The cast and crew behind Black Widow are all eager to get the movie out, says Scarlett Johansson, of the now twice-delayed Marvel Studios film. Originally set for May 1st of 2020, then to be delayed until November, now the film has been pushed to May 7th of 2021. Black Widow is among the, this year's crop of blockbusters shelved due to the global pandemic. The delay, which simultaneously shifted Phase 4 features Shang-Chi and Eternals deeper into 2021, makes this year, 2020, the first year since 2009 without a Marvel Studios film release. The Hobbit movies have joined the Lord of the Rings trilogy on HBO Max. The Hobbit trilogy joining the Lord of the Rings trilogy makes a six-film, Middle Earth Spectacular, that equates to 1,032 minutes of epic fantasy glory, and that is not counting the extended versions of the movies. It is interesting that WB owns the rights to the movies, as it is Amazon Prime Video that is developing the upcoming Lord of the Rings television series. Netflix has announced a live-action series based on the popular gaming franchise Assassin's Creed from Ubisoft. In addition to an extremely brief teaser image, Netflix revealed that Ubisoft's Jason Altman and Danielle Crank will serve as executive producers on the new endeavor. Further details are sparse at the moment, but the fact that it's in development is exciting for fans of the video game series. That's the end of your nerdly news. I'm Barry Nerdington, signing off. More 30 and Nerdy will return after this brief word from our sponsors. The Erdy and Erdy Podcast is brought to you by Encore Theatrical Company. In 2006, a group of actors, musicians, educators, and theater artists came together to discuss the state of performing arts in the Lakeway area. They began to identify the need for a reputable performing arts company that would provide quality entertainment and arts education for audiences and artists alike. They set out to improve the quality of life in our community to produce exciting plays and musicals, and to promote the performing arts in our region. Encore Theatrical Company believes in the power of the arts. Through live performances and educational programs, they provide quality entertainment by creating opportunities for the artistic minds in our region to exercise, nurture, and grow their talents. By cultivating and promoting the performing arts, they will improve the quality of life in the Lakeway area. You can find Encore Theatrical Company on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and see what's going on at etcplays.com, where it's not just theater, it's Encore. Hey everyone, this is Tom
3: Schuster from the Game Ball Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about Extra Life. On Saturday, November 7th, we'll be participating in Extra Life Day. A worldwide 24-hour game marathon initiative helping to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. Starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be playing video games for 24 hours straight, and you can watch us stream it live on twitch.tv slash We'll be playing retro games, new classics, party games, and even more. Come join the fun and help us make this the best Extra Life yet. Want to help even more? Drop a donation on our donation page at tinyurl.com slash extra life, the number five. Every little bit helps and all proceeds benefit the children's miracle network. The donation page stays up until midnight on December 31st. So even if you can't join us live, you can donate anytime you want. Once again, Saturday, November 7th, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern standard time at twitch.tv slash game vault pod and tinyurl.com slash extra life five, for the donations thank you hey this is kind M, host of the odph podcast better known as the ocho duro parlay hour and right now you are locked and loaded to the sweet tea of the nerdy south the duke of nerds tyler mack and the 30 and nerdy podcast
1: remember remember the 5th of november the gunpowder treason and plot I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot.
0: Catholicism in England was heavily repressed under Queen Elizabeth I, particularly after the Pope excommunicated her in 1570. During her reign, dozens of priests were put to death, and Catholics could not even legally celebrate Mass or be married according to their own rites. As a result, many Catholics had high hopes when King James I took the throne upon Elizabeth's death in 1603. James' wife, Anne, is believed to have previously converted to Catholicism, and his mother, Mary, Queen of Scots, was Elizabeth's Catholic archival prior to being executed. There were many rumors inspired by his diplomatic overtures to the Pope that James himself would become Catholic. It soon became clear, however, that James did not support religious tolerance for Catholics. In 1604, he publicly condemned Catholicism as a superstition, ordered all Catholic priests to leave England, and expressed concern that the number of Catholics was increasing. He also largely continued with the repressive policies of his predecessor, such as fines, for those refusing to attend Protestant services. English Catholics had organized several failed conspiracies against Elizabeth, and these continued under James. In 1603, a few priests and laymen hatched the so-called by plot to kidnap James, only to be turned in by fellow Catholics. Another related conspiracy that year, known as the Maine Plot, sought to kill James and install his cousin on the throne. Then, in May of 1604, a handful of Catholic dissidents, Guy Fawkes, Robert Catesby, Tom Wintour, Jack Wright, and Tom Percy, met at the Duck and Drake Inn in London, where Catesby proposed a plan to blow up the House of Parliament, with gunpowder. Afterwards, all five men purportedly swore an oath of secrecy upon a prayer book. Eight other conspirators would later join what became known as the Gunpowder Plot. But although Catesby was the ringleader, Fox has garnered most of the publicity over the past 400 plus years. Born in 1570 in York, England, Fox spent about a decade fighting for Spain against Protestant rebels in the Spanish controlled Netherlands. He also personally petitioned the King of Spain for help in starting an English rebellion against James. According to writings in the Spanish archives, Fox believed the English king was a heretic who would drive out his Catholic subjects. Fox also apparently expressed strong anti-Scottish prejudices. By 1605, Fox was calling himself Guido rather than Guy. He also used the alias John Johnson while serving as caretaker of a cellar, located just below the House of Lords, that the plotters had leased in order to stockpile gunpowder Under the plan, Fox would light a fuse on November 5th, 1605, during the opening of a new session of Parliament. James, his eldest son, the House of Lords, and the House of Commons would all be blown sky high. In the meantime, as Fox escaped by boat across the River Thames, his fellow conspirators would start an uprising in the English Midlands kidnap James's daughter Elizabeth, install her as a puppet queen, and eventually marry her off to a Catholic, thereby restoring the Catholic monarchy. In On October twenty sixth, an anonymous letter advising a Catholic sympathiser to avoid the state opening of Parliament alerted the authorities to the existence of a plot. To this day, no one knows for sure who wrote the letter. Some historians have even suggested that it was fabricated and that the authorities already knew of the gunpowder plot, only letting it progress as an excuse to further crack down on Catholicism. Either way, a search party found Fox skulking in his cellar around midnight on November 4th with matches in his pocket and 36 barrels of gunpowder stacked next to him. For Fox, the plot's failure could be blamed on the devil and not God. He was taken to the Tower of London and tortured upon the Special Order of King James. Soon after, his co-conspirators were likewise arrested, except for four, including Catesby, who died in a shootout with English troops. Fox and his surviving co-conspirators were all found guilty of high treason and sentenced to death in January 1606 by hanging, drawing, and quartering. A Jesuit priest was also executed a few months later for his alleged involvement, even as new laws banned Catholics from voting in elections, practicing law, or serving in the military. In fact, Catholics were not fully emancipated in England until the 19th century. After the plot was revealed, Londoners began lightning celebratory bonfires, and in 1606, an act of Parliament designated November 5th as a day of Thanksgiving. Guy Fawkes Day festivities soon spread as far as the American colonies, where they became known as Pope Day. In keeping with the anti-Catholic sentiment of the time, British subjects on both sides of the Atlantic would burn an effigy of the Pope. That tradition completely died out in the United States by the 19th century, wherein as Britain Guy Fawkes, Day became a time to get together with friends and family, set off fireworks, light bonfires, attend parades, and burn effigies of Guy Fawkes. Children traditionally wheeled around their effigies demanding a penny for the Guy, a similar custom to Halloween trick-or-treating, and imploring crowds to remember, remember the 5th of November. Guy Fawkes himself, meanwhile, has undergone something of a makeover, Once known as a notorious traitor, he is now portrayed in some circles as a revolutionary hero, largely due to the influence of the 1980s graphic novel V for Vendetta, and the 2005 movie of the same title, which depicted a protagonist who wore a Guy Fawkes mask while battling a future fascist government in Britain. Guy Fawkes masks even popped up at Occupy Wall Street protests in New York City and elsewhere. Every generation reinvents Guy Fox to suit their needs, explained historian William B. Robinson of Southeastern Louisiana University, but Fox was just one of the flunkies. It really should be called Robert Catesby Day. The
3: man.
1: Yeah. the function of what and what I am is a man in a mask.
2: Well, I can see that.
1: Of course you can. I'm not questioning your powers of observation. I'm merely remarking upon the paradox of asking a masked man who he is. Oh, right. But on this most auspicious of nights, permit me then, in lieu of the more commonplace sobriquet, to suggest the character of this dramatis persona. Voila! In view, a humble vaudevillian veteran, cast vicariously as both victim and villain by the vicissitudes of fate. This visage, no mere veneer of vanity, is a vestige of the vox populi, now vacant, vanished. However, this valorous visitation of a bygone vexation stands vivified and has vowed to vanquish these venal and firm in vanguarding vice and vouchsafing the violently vicious and voracious violation of volition. Verdict is vengeance, a vendetta held as a votive not in vain, for the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. <laughs> Verily, this vicious of verbiage veers most verbose, so let me simply add that it's my very good honor to meet you, and you may call me V.
0: V for Vendetta. It's a British graphic novel written by Alan Moore and illustrated by David Lloyd, with additional art by Tony Weir. Initially published starting in 1982 in black and white as an opening, ongoing serial in the short-lived UK anthology Warrior, it morphed into a 10-issue limited series published by DC Comics. Subsequent collected editions have been typically published under DC's more specialized imprint Vertigo. The story depicts a dystopian and post-apocalyptic near-future history version of the United Kingdom in the 1990s, preceded by a nuclear war in the 1980s that devastated most of the rest of the world. The Nordic supremacist, neo-fascist, outwardly Christophastic and homophobic fictional Norsefire political party has exterminated its opponents in concentration camps and now rules the country as a police state the comics follow the story's title character and protagonist v an anarchist revolutionary dressed in a guy fox mask as he begins an elaborate and theatrical revolutionist campaign to kill his former captors bring down the fascist state and convince the people to abandon fascism in favor for anarchy while inspiring a young woman Evie Hammond, to be his protege. DC Comics sold more than five hundred thousand copies of the graphic novel in the United States by 2006. Warner Brothers released a film adaptation of the same name in 2005. In December 2005, Warner Brothers released the feature film adaptation for *V Vendetta*, directed by James McTeague from a screenplay by the Wachowskis. You've heard of the Wachowskis. You know *The Matrix*. Natalie Portman starred as E.V. Hammond and Hugo Weaving as V. Alan Moore distanced himself from the film, as he has with other screen adaptations of his works. He ended uh, cooperation with his publisher, DC Comics, after its corporate parent, Warner Brothers, failed to retract statements about Moore's supposed endorsement of the movie. After reading the script, Moore remarked, The movie has been turned into a Bush-era parable by people too timid to set a political satire in their own country. It's a thwarted and frustrated and largely impotent American liberal fantasy of someone with American liberal values standing up against a state run by neoconservatives, which is not what the comic V for Vendetta was about. It was about fascism. It was about anarchy. It was about England. He later adds that if the Wachowskis had wanted to protest about what was going on in the United States, then they should have used a political narrative that directly addressed the issues of the United States, similar to what Moore had done before with Britain. The film arguably changed the original message by having removed any references to actual anarchism in the revolutionary actions of V. An interview with producer Joel Silver reveals that he identifies with V of the comics as a clear-cut superhero, a masked Avenger who pretty much saves the world, a simplification that goes against Moore's own statements about V's role in the story. Co-author and illustrator David Lloyd, by contrast, embraced the adaptation. In an interview with Newsarama, he states, It's a terrific film. The most extraordinary thing about it for me, was seeing scenes that I had worked on and crafted for maximum effect in the book translated to film with the same degree of care and effect. The transformation scene between Natalie Portman and Hugo Weaving is beautiful. If you happen to be one of those people who admires the original so much that changes to it will automatically turn you off, then you may dislike the film. But if you enjoyed the original and can accept an adaptation that is different to its source material but equally as powerful, then you'll be as impressed with it as I have been. As much as the novel did for a generation, the movie did for another generation. You obviously recognize the mask. You've seen it from the hacktivist group known only as Anonymous. You have seen it in marches as Liberals and progressives fight today's fascism and neo-Nazi rhetoric. No matter how the mask is used, no matter where it is used, no matter if it's for the good fight or a Halloween antic, when you look into the face of it, you will always remember, remember the 5th of November. Guy Fawkes Day, also called Bonfire Night. British observance celebrated on November 5th, commemorating the failure of the gunpowder plot of 1605. Today, it is celebrated in the United Kingdom, in a number of countries that were formerly part of the British Empire, with parades, fireworks, bonfires, and food. Effigies are burned, and people make light of what happened. But... The poem, the rhymy, sing-songy poem, Remember, remember the 5th of November, Gunpowder treason and plot. We see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. They mock it. Fireworks, a major component of most Guy Fawkes Day celebrations, represent the explosives that were never used by the plotters. Guards perform an annual search of the Parliament building to check for potential arsonists, although it is more ceremonial than serious. Lewis, in southeastern England, is the site of a celebration of Guy Fawkes Day that has a distinctly local flavor involving six bonfire societies whose memberships are grounded in family history stretching back for generations. It's a very cool thing. Another very cool thing... While my sister was getting her master's in London, she got to experience the fireworks of Guy Fawkes Day. Well, that is uh, what Guy Fawkes Day is now. I am a huge, huge fan of the com- both the comics and the movie. I know I have been a proponent of not touching things sometimes that have been a comic, don't run it, blah, blah, blah. But I, I've learned, not just doing this podcast, but, I don't know, talking with people, that adaptations are not a bad thing. If you go into it knowing that it's an adaptation, not going into it thinking you're going to see the same thing you've read, and that's fine. That's okay. You can enjoy both. I do. I enjoy them both. I have a Guy fox mask Now my introduction to V uh, And I'm sad to say this as a comic book fan And a DC guy Was the movie I had not read the, the comics Until I had seen the movie I see differences but I also see similarities And I don't just see similarities in why the movie was released, and how it was written for that era's politics. I see the similarities that today, in 2020, the same story could be told. You have to at least admit, after watching that movie, that... There is a possibility that we are not far off from this dystopian future. But is there a V out there that will save us? From us here at Advertising Expressions, we want you to know that we hope that you and yours have been well amid this pandemic. We have been blessed to have survived ourselves and realized that here in Morristown, it can be hard to keep things rolling in times like these. Therefore, whether you are a business that has closed and are looking to reopen, a business that has crawled through this time fighting for the next breath, or maybe you are a business that has done better in this time, we want to help you. See, our business is to promote yours and we strive to do that by getting your name in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, we are giving you 19% off new quotes that may result in orders of $190 or more. Use the promo code NERDRONA19. That's N-E-R-D-R-O-N-A-1-9. You can find us at 2103 Morningside Drive in Morristown, Tennessee, or contact us at 423-586-3270. And their debts. That is it for me this week. I hope I have been informative to you. Maybe you've learned something new. If I left out something or failed to mention something you feel should be mentioned, let me know. 30 at gmail.com. All I can say is happy Guy Fawkes Day. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I want to thank all of the Patreon supporters uh, for continuing to support the show uh, throughout the pandemic uh, as as much as anything. Uh, Mandalorian Monday is on its return with a special treat, I will let you know. So look out for that. I know Mandalorian's already started, but uh, I wanted to to have a couple uh, under the belt. If you will, before those release, those will release to Patreon only. So you have to be a Patreon supporter to get Mandalorian Monday episodes. I want to shout out to Pod Chaser, to those groups that I mentioned before, Pod Nation and the Apocalypse. Huge shout out to our our social media community, Alternate Reality Radio, and the Legion of Independent Podcasts, as well as the Pod Nation and the Apocalypse on social media, thank you for being a part of the community thank you for all the things you have done to help 30 and Nerdy Podcast succeed and grow even more week in and week out give a rating to the show drop a review something you may want to hear about in the future, season 2 is coming to an end and if you check 30 and Nerdy Podcast's Instagram, you can see the final 4 episodes that will be airing in season 2 So take a look at those and let me know if you have any questions or conversation points for the upcoming episodes. Next time, the topic will be all about one of my favorite dynamic duos in nerd culture. And no, I'm not talking about Batman and Robin. I'm talking about Jay and Silent Bob. Kevin Smith and Jason Muse, the view-askew verse that they have built. So, if you are a fan of Jay and Silent Bob, snooch to the nooch with you, and let me know what you want to see discussed or hear about. Send in questions, comments, what's your favorite Jay and Silent Bob movie? Have you seen the reboot? What do you think? Let me know. That's it for me, nerds and nerdettes. That's it for this week's episode. You know where to find me if you have something to say? Be kind to one another. Be generous, be loving, be compassionate. Mask up. Stay safe. Be healthy. Stay sanitized, nerds. DJ Mike Howey, take us home.
2: You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Brought to you by Ashley Lodge Photography, Freddy Cat Productions, Encore Theatrical Company, and advertising expressions. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow along with the conversation using the hashtag 30andnerdypod. Find us in the pod nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, cheers to you,
1: nerds. That's all, folks.